Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host Gordon Doan and today we're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter. So I don't normally talk about politics, religion or anything of that nature on the podcast um, for a number of reasons. I don't feel particularly qualified to speak about a lot of that stuff. I don't necessarily have a view on a lot of that stuff. So I try and talk about things that I do have a view on and that I can add value to um, that I know uh, I know something about. Um, I, I typically don't like topics that are divisive. Um, I don't like topics that are potentially going to put me in a corner in terms of taking sides, um, you know, um, politics, religion, those topics especially are kind of quite controversial. You know, a lot of people have, um, you know, these are quite personal topics to folks and they've got their own views on these things. But I couldn't let this week's episode go past um, without, an, uh, you know, without talking about this and having a conversation on this. Um, and it's something that I'm uncomfortable talking about. I'm not comfortable talking about racism, but I think to make changes and to start um, addressing the systematic failures that we have in this country and other countries, you know, we have to be willing to have those challenging conversations. So, um, you know, I ask you to bear with me in this week's episode, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to try and, and get get a message out um, that hopefully resonates with some people give some people food for thought um, and also help start a conversation um, you know you, some people will be asking well this is a, a podcast about um, entrepreneurship primarily we do talk a bit about property I'm transitioning away from that a little bit on the podcast but we still talk about that occasionally but mainly a, an entrepreneurship co um, podcast you know mainly entrepreneurship content um, you know what what does racism have to do with entrepreneurship and I think if you take um, you know equal opportunity away if you take uh, equal rights away um, you know the, the entrepreneurial world miss miss out on a lot of potential skill sets uh, on a lot of potential ideas um, revolutionary ideas uh, revolutionary ways of thinking um, so if we don't have that complete picture you know if not everybody's allowed to join in the conversation I think uh, the world will not be as bright a place I think it's important that we give everybody equal opportunities and, and there's equal rights for all um, so a lot of these protests that are happening all over the world so at the moment um, it's a big movement um, you know it's something that's caught on and kind of spread um, which is a real positive thing that um, so many people have rallied behind such a such a great cause um, obviously the, the, the protests were started uh, by the merger of murder of George Floyd out in uh, Minneapolis in, in the United States uh, most people are familiar with um, this particular news item where a police officer knelt on George Floyd's neck for almost nine minutes I think it was um, you know at least a minute of which he was unconscious for so he was knelt on his neck for over a minute after Joy George Floyd had become unconscious so you know quite rightly he's been um, arrested and, and charged with murder um, and a lot of people have um, used this as, a, as an opportunity and I think it is an opportunity to bring to the front the conversation about racism um, because um, 
no matter how much people say that it doesn't exist in this day and age, it does. There's clear examples of it. George, the murder of George Floyd is uh, is one of them. Um, there's been an, uh, there's been other a couple of other high profile um, uh, instance cases, whatever you want to call them, over the last six months to a year as well. There was um, Maud Aubrey, um, who was a, a jogger. Um, I can't remember where. Um, uh, that murder happened. Um, it was in the United States somewhere. Um, they were out jogging, um, out jogging along a road. Uh, and you know, and this when I when I um, kind of I was reading some news articles about the George Floyd case, and they linked off to a couple of these other examples. And this one struck a particular chord with me because, as a lot of people here on the podcast know, I'm a runner. I run out, you know, out on the streets where I live. I've never once kind of felt threatened running out where I live. Yeah, you know, I'm quite lucky. Um, so I can't imagine, you know, just going out for a jog and being murdered while you were out on the jog. Um, that kind of, uh, you know, just not something that even crossed my mind. And I think part of that is because of um, the white privilege that I have. Uh, you know, I hadn't really, <coughs> excuse me, contemplated that Um much previously, and I think that um, you know, I, I, you know, I've realised over the past week or so that clearly I do have white privilege, um, um, and and that, that to a certain extent is nothing to be ashamed of or nothing to be worried about. But um, but my ignorance of some of the issues that face uh, that other people face, that black people in particular face. Um, that is my fault, that ignorance. So I'm trying to put that right by learning, um, and I'm going to uh, recommend some of the things that have been recommended to me, some of the resources that I've used over the last week to um, learn a little bit more about some of this, and some of the resources that I will be using that have been recommended to me. So I'll share um, some of those um, later on. So I want to get back to the George Floyd uh, murder and uh, talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, and I want to address some of the things that I've seen, you know, looking through my Facebook, um, I don't go on Facebook that often, um, but I've been scrolling down uh, to see what um, people are posting on there, and you know, and there's a lot of, um, I was quite shocked, um, disappointed, uh, angry, um, there were quite a few emotions as I was looking through um, there were a lot of kind of supportive posts uh, some of which I'm going to pick out and read because um, they've put this more eloquently than I can um, you know this is one of my isn't one of my subject areas so I'm not going to pretend that it is so I'm going to take those words of other people uh, and, and read those out uh, because like I say I think that addresses some of it better um, and, and like I say I was angry with some of the, the some people's posts and some people like you know I know and respect I really like people that I get on with I was kind of shocked at some of their responses um, just flicking through um, and I want to address a couple of those points and, and why I was kind of shocked and and disappointed uh, with some some of the these posts that people have been putting up on Facebook in, in response to these events, uh, not necessarily in response to the um, George Floyd um, killing, but um, in response to the protests, etc. So I'm going to work through some of those. Um, um, 
and just give my view on it now um, your view may be entirely different and that's completely fine this is kind of just an open conversation uh, that I want to have if you're not comfortable kind of listening to this episode I'm more than happy um, for you to switch off and, and kind of uh, come back next week um, you know and as I said earlier I think this is an important topic even though it's uncomfortable for me to be speaking about it um, you know one of my friends said you know do you, do you really want to do an episode on that um, you may lose followers uh, you may lose listeners and I'm like well actually it's, a, it's an important enough topic I think it's it should impact um, you know this topic impacts everybody um, and I think if people aren't willing to kind of have a conversation and get uncomfortable about it um, then that's not you know those those listeners aren't I don't want those listeners anyway I want those people who I have it but I'm really not going to take it personally if you say I don't want to listen to that and come back next week that's completely fine as well I understand that um so a few of the things I wanted to respond to, um, you know, some people had posted particularly about the crowds um, in London um, uh, and uh, in other parts of the UK, uh, Manchester, Birmingham, Bristol. Um, there's been some big protests, but mainly around London, um, you know, and people are calling these people idiots. Uh, some one person posted that it makes them furious seeing all these people together, uh, especially with the backdrop of COVID-19. And... You know, no doubt that these protests are going to, um, you know, increase um, the spread of um, COVID. I, you know, I'm not questioning that. I think that's a kind of a given um, when you're thinking about it logically. Um, but, you know, this is such an important topic. These people are out protesting um, for change um, in people's lives. And this is a big change. So I can understand why people would want to break um the quarantine break the lockdown whatever you want to call it um because this subject this topic is so important um that we have to have to kind of look past that and yet maybe um there's going to be a few more instances of covid um, 19 spreading um uh, you know that that's that that is a downside um but this is such an important thing and if you lose that momentum it'll be really difficult to get it back so i really understand those protests i really understand um, why people are coming out of lockdown and quarantine and not worrying about that because this is much bigger than that it's a much um, kind of big broader topic that's going to affect people's lives for generations to come so I can kind of understand that so I was I was kind of disappointed and it shocked me a little bit that people couldn't kind of get get the understanding behind that um, some people were mentioning and criticising um, the animal cruelty, as they put it, where um, I think a police horse was injured in one of the protests um, in the UK. Um, I can't remember where that happened, um, but there was this uh, or a couple of instances of uh, police horses getting injured. And, um, you know, again, um, these, these people are posting about the animal cruelty and I get that. I'm not endorsing animal cruelty or anything like that. I think that's uh, horrific and it's terrible and it should never have happened. But still, I understand it. Uh, what makes me angry is these people are posting about the animal cruelty, but they're not posting about the injustices of the world um, that affect everybody, not just black people. If black people aren't given equal rights and equal, um, equal opportunities, then you know, we're losing out on so much and that doesn't just affect black communities, that affects white communities and every other community as well. We can't benefit from from the great stuff that they can offer the world. So, um, you know, posting about the animal cruelty 
is fine, but though I know for a fact that those people haven't posted for those other injustices, and I think that's a really short-sighted view to take. And now, once again, I'm not condoning that violence. I'm not condoning um, injuring animals. I'm not condoning anything of that nature. But I think there's a little bit of a little bit of naivety almost around um, those posts. Um, and I think that's unfortunate. That kind of um, upset me a little bit as well. One of the other things um, that I saw on on Facebook was, um, and this was around the murder of George Floyd. You know, they said you know he committed a crime. You know, the police were only called there because he was suspected of um, uh, using a counterfeit twenty dollar bill. I think it was. Um, so th- so he was suspected of this. Now I've not seen. Um, so this, you know, so he said. Uh, so there's a few people that have said, you know, you know, he would never have been in that position if he hadn't have caused trouble, if he hadn't broken the law or whatever. Now I've not seen any evidence as to whether it was a counterfeit twenty dollar bill or whether it wasn't a twenty counterfeit twenty dollar bill. I can't find anything that says yes, it was or no, it wasn't. I've I've googled it a number of times. I've looked through new numerous news articles to see if I can find whether it was a. Um, a, a real one or, or whether it was indeed a counterfeit one so for now while i'm talking about this just for the next minute or so i want to assume uh, or, or uh, let's uh, make the assumption that it was a counterfeit um 20 bill so i don't know whether it was or it wasn't i'm not i'm not there to i'm not here to judge whether it was or it wasn't uh, but let's just assume that it was a counterfeit 20 dollar bill now if you used a counterfeit five pound note would you deserve to lose your life instantly in that moment uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty confident that most people to that will answer no of course not and and that's kind of a really weird way to say you know well if you hadn't of course probably wouldn't have been in that situation in the first place and of course uh, that may or may not be true you know like I say I've not seen whether that's right or not in terms of whether it was a real or, or counterfeit note um, but as a result of doing that, he certainly did not um, deserve to lose his life. You know, he deserved to be, um, um, uh, you know, arrested potentially if it was a crime. Uh, like I say, I'm not, I don't know whether it was or it wasn't, but he was deserved to be arrested, treated fairly and given the opportunity to defend himself and to be then, if he was found guilty, to be punished by the law. Now, that means um, being taken to court, um, going through the whole um, legal process um, with uh, with a judge, with a jury, um, and then um, sentencing if found guilty. Um, now, in this particular instance, that police officer became judge, jury, and executioner, um, which kind of um, makes a mockery of democracy and the, the entire legal system. Um, so by saying that You've kind. He's committed a crime, so you know he wouldn't have been there. You know, it's kind of it's kind of missing the point slightly, and I think that's that's a real difficult message um, for some people to hear. And you know, it, again, it, it it didn't sit quite right with me when I was reading those messages, which is why I wanted to kind of uh, respond to that here. Another one um, was um, all lives matter. Um, I saw uh, a number of people posting, you know, uh, yes, black lives matter, but actually all lives matter. 
and I actually um, found uh, a meme that somebody had put it in response to this so I'm going to read that and kind of comic strip meme back because it explains it uh, much better again than I could um, so um, in the first little um, picture uh, there's a little chap holding up um, a little sign that says Black Lives Matter and um, there's another chap stood next to him uh, then in the next um, cartoon uh, the next box um, the the chap's still holding up his Black Lives Matter sign and then the chap next, stood next to him and says, um, actually, all lives matter. And then um, the next box um, is the, the guy holding the placard sighing and he says, of course, all lives matter, dude. The point of the phrase is that black lives are being treated as expendable by the police and the government that employs them. If someone says, save the rainforest, you don't respond, actually, save all forests, do you? Just because we need to save the rainforest doesn't mean other forests have no value. It's just one needs our focus right now because the situation has gotten out of control. And then the next one says, um, I guess I never really thought of it that way before. Um, and then it goes on, um, but if I change my mind now, doesn't that make me a hypocrite? And then the guy who was holding up the placard says, nope, it means you're growing as a person. And I think this is a, is a really good little comic strip that represents that, you know, those folks who are saying all lives matter of course all lives matter and all lives matter equally but at the moment today as it stands um you know as the comic strip says it's just that one group of people need our focus right now because the situation has gotten out of control and i think if you look at those high profile cases in the media rate lately you know those of george floyd and others um that it has really hit the black community really hard and those are just the kind of high you know that those um highly represented in the media stories there's going to be dozens and dozens of other examples that aren't reported that don't make its way onto um bbc news or cnn or, or those other news um channels um so of course, all lives matter, but, you know, sometimes we need to take our focus from the, the macro and focus on the micro to make changes. And once we've got that changes, then we can come back out to the to the macro uh, uh, and work on everything again. So hopefully I've, I've gone through some of those things that I found personally upsetting each listener i'm sure will have different views different opinions there will be other things that have upset them during this period there is um, going to be you know other conversations to be had i'm happy to be um, part of a dialogue so if you've got a particular view uh, if you want to challenge my view if you want to have a conversation hit me up on facebook as per usual um, about anything um, i'm happy to have a conversation and a debate about uh, anything but particularly this at the moment because um, I think it's important. As you can tell, um, it's quite, you know, as I said at the beginning, it makes me feel quite uncomfortable um, talking about this. Um, but uh, again, I think it's necessary. And once again, I'm saying I'm not condoning the violence. I'm not condoning um, the animal cruelty. Um, I'm not condoning the abuse of police officers. I'm not condoning any of that stuff. But I certainly understand it. Um, once you start kind of learning about it and you know a lot of people 
don't think that they have white privilege and it's certainly something that um, I had never thought of before um, and there's a few posts um, that I'm going to read out that I've taken again from people on Facebook that have posted these are um, uh, friends of mine I'm not going to name them um, but if you scroll through on Facebook um, one of my friends posts you'll be able to find them they're there um, I, I'm not going to like I say I'm not going to name them because I don't want to um, highlight who they are just in case they get upset that I've read these or anything because I've not had the opportunity to ask them if they're okay with me um, reading these out but I think they'll be fine but I don't want to upset anybody um, so I'm not going to name who, who who's made these posts um, but these um, resonated um, with me a little bit and um, I'm going to read um, one first and, and this speaks a little bit to um, white privilege and when I read this um, it shocked me a little bit because I thought yep that's me I, I kind of hadn't thought about it and I, and this, this is what tipped me a couple of days ago when I read this and I thought actually I'm a little bit ashamed because I've not taken the time um, to, to out to learn about some of these problems and learn about um, more about history and how it's impacting people today um, so I'm going to read the post so it says, many of the people that mean the most to me and my family in this world are black. This includes best friends that are family and serve as incredible role models to my children. As a father, I have never worried that one day my kids will be judged or, uh, or, uh, or given opportunity for any other reason than their character, accomplishments and choices they make. As a man, I have never worried that any sort of encounter with the police would result in me not coming home, no matter the situation. Our realities are different for only one reason. It's not enough to be a non-racist, we must be anti-racist. And this, po this post struck a nerve um, for me, um, because I, I'm in exactly the same boat in that I had never kind of considered... I never thought about any interaction with the police that I would, you know, that I wouldn't come home, that I would be shot, injured, treated unfairly or anything. And, and that is because I'm white, you know, I've never had that issue. I've never experienced that kind of fear of thinking I may not come home as a result of this particular interaction. Um, and, um, you know, although obviously... Uh, it's a good thing for me. It's not a good thing for, you know, everybody else out there who does have that experience. And it's not something that I can ever experience, um, which is why it's slightly harder for me to understand that or not understand that. But that information just it just did never occurred to me because it's not my experience. Right. So everybody kind of moves through life basing things on their previous experiences and stuff i've never had that experience i'm unlikely to have ever had that experience so without kind of using um resources um and talking to other people and having those conversations i would have never experienced that and i would never have kind of thought about that because it just wouldn't never have occurred to me um and i think that's part of um the white privilege so i'm not naive enough i'm not ignorant enough to suggest that um i don't have white privilege because i certainly do when you look at it from that perspective um i think uh you know once you start looking at it and thinking about it in those terms it, it 
quite, you know, it's, it's bring, gives you a different outlook slightly. Um, you know, and the other part of that post, as a father, I have never worried that one day my kids will be judged or given opportunity for any other reason than their character accomplishments and choices they make. And I think that's a hard, that's got to be a hard thing. You know, again, I, I struggle to relate to that. I'm not a father. I don't have a kids, um, but I do have brother, a brother. I have friends, um, you know, and my brother is obviously in the same position as I am, um, you know, um, and again, I've never, but I've never been in a position where I would think that he or any other family or friend um, would be in any other uh, position than to be just being judged by their character accomplishments and, and choices they make um, and being judged solely on their skin colour. Um, you know, so, so that statement really hit me and it kind of, um, you know, uh, I gave me a lot to think about. Um, so I'm going to recommend a few a few uh, resources. So um, I don't normally recommend resources that I've not used myself, um, which I will be doing. I'll be uh, recommending a couple of things that have been recommended to me, um, some books that have been recommended to me. Um, unfortunately, they're sold out everywhere at the moment, so I can't get my hands on a copy. Um, but they, uh, but I'm waiting for them to come back in um, so that I can start re um, reading a couple of these books, um, a couple of these resources. So I'm going to start with a couple that I have used. Uh, and again, normally I wouldn't give um, recommendations to podcasts, um, to podcasts because I don't want people taking my audience away but um, there's a there's a podcast episode out there that I think um, is, is a really great resource that's um, it's great resource anyway it's one that I listen to on a regular basis it's what I kind of aspire to be like it's where I'm aiming to get to in the future it's called the secrets to success podcast um, it's by Eric Thomas um, the number one motivational speaker in the world and um, a couple of his guys um, his team who work with him, um, Carl Phillips, um, CJ and um, Jamal King. Um, you know, um, I've met these guys before. I've been on a number of conferences with them. I've been away on um, holiday with them, on a coaching kind of holiday. Um, these guys are great, great guys. Um, I love all the content, content that they put out. It, it's really great. Um, so um, the, the uh, last week's episode, so Secrets to Success episode um, 231. That's Secrets to Success episode 231. It's called Pick a Side. Um, I recommend that. Um, if you're out and about, obviously listen to it on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever your normal um your normal podcast listening service is um, but I recommend if you've got slightly longer I think it's about an hour and a half that episode if, if you've got the time I recommend you sit down and you watch it on YouTube so if you go onto YouTube search S2S episode 231 pick a side um, it's by uh, E.T. the hip hop preacher is his um, YouTube name on there um, you know I was watching that and I was actually in tears as I was um, listening to that episode, um, you know, these are people I know, these are people I've met, these are peer, people that I admire, um, that I highly respect these guys. Um, I respect their families. I've met the, a lot of his team and I, and I massively, I cannot under, you know, understate how, how highly I respect these guys. Um, for both um, their um, success in entrepreneurship, um, they've got great business minds that they are fantastic, um, but they also show um, 
uh, you know, uh, folks a better way to live. These guys, uh, they kind of live, they kind of walk the walk. They don't just talk it. Um, they walk the walk. Um, you know, they, they um, you know, they're brilliant guys. So I really recommend this. So secrets to secrets to success episode two three one. So that's S two S episode two three one. Pick a side on YouTube. Um, it's about an hour and a half, um, but it, but it's highly highly worth watching. Another YouTube video, and this is um, from Et himself. So rather than him having a discussion with his team, so which is the kind of format of his podcast, um, this is one of his videos that he's published. Um, and again, it's available on YouTube. It's called Three Hundred and Eighty One Days: um, A Message for Our Nation. I recommend watch that video as well um gonna learn a few things from that i certainly did um so those are two um two resources that i've used and i, I can recommend because i know them now i'm moving on to some books that i've not read um but like i say because they're sold out everywhere um, when this is released next week i don't know whether they're going to be back in stock on amazon and or waterstones or wherever you buy your books from um they're not available at, at the moment when i'm recording this as of sunday um so um hopefully they'll be available if not um i'm sure that you'd be available soon um, so the first one is called Me and White Supremacy um, by Layla Said. Um, the next one is called Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race uh, by Rennie Edo Lodge. Um, so, so those are two books I've been recommended. So um, I'm, I've got them on order for, uh, with Amazon um, and they're going to deliver them to me as soon as they're back in stock. So um, those are two books that I've been recommended. I've also been recommended um, uh, uh, a program called 13th on Netflix I've not again I've not watched this yet um, but again it's, it's supposed to be really informative so um, once I've, I've watched that or read some of those books I'll, I'll um, do a book review on a couple of those books and also on Netflix 13th at some point um, some other films that I've been recommended again I've not had a chance to watch these yet um, there's three um, that I've been recommended um, they're called When You See Us Selma and hidden figures. Um, again, I've not watched any of those, so I can't um, kind of say whether they're any good or not. But um, from the sources that have recommended them to me, um, I'm definitely going to watch them. So and hopefully they're going to be uh, helpful as well. To bring back a little bit of a, a business theme to this episode, um, there's a book that I've started reading. I've just started reading called Rebel Ideas by Matthew Said. Um, he's it's called Rebel Ideas. Um, great, great book so far. I've read the first hundred pages or so, and that kind of explains why, um, in a business sense. Um, that we need diversity and we need to encourage diversity and why that's important um, for businesses um, and, and for other organisations. So, um, I, like I said, I've only read the first 100 pages of that so far. Um, so, again, I'm going to do another episode in the future um, reviewing that book once I've got to the end of it. Um, but that explains why um, we need diversity, um, both of in terms of ways of thinking, but in terms of um, ethnicity, age... Uh, sex um, and all those other characteristics as well um, so, so that's a good read so far so I, so I recommend that uh, as well um, I'm going to end the episode um, with another quote from um, a, a Facebook post that, I, that I've read um, 
and this particularly rang true for me as well um, and I think um, it's a good way to end the podcast so um, here we go if you turn a blind eye to racism you are part of the problem if you tolerate racism you are part of the problem if you don't speak up against racism you are part of the problem if you don't acknowledge racism you are part of the problem if you don't help fight racism you are part of the problem so i'm going to end the podcast there today like i say hopefully um hopefully it's been a little bit of food for thought it kind of covers where my mind's been at i've been thinking about this last week um I think it was important to do an episode about this and um, I I hope to continue the conversation um, going forward into the future and I will do that um, specifically by reviewing those books, reviewing those programs that I've mentioned and having a conversation with anybody who uh, would like to have a conversation about this and highlighting any more issues I think that's worth um, highlighting. Uh, Thank you very much for listening and I'll leave you with this final uh, message it's not enough to be a non-racist we must be anti-racist thank you very much and i'll see you next week